anytime you're working on something with messaging, right? So like, you know, sales copy, et cetera, that's also like a really ovulation strong superpower. Hi friend, welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden, the sober mentor, spiritual life coach, speaker, author, and intuitive guide. Around here, we value self-leadership and taking radical responsibility to create alignment in all areas of your life. This podcast was created to inspire and empower you while giving you tools to release toxic relationships and habits and create total transformation. Through the shades of sobriety, I guide you to come back to your natural state of being, creating inner peace, deep satisfaction, success, and ultimate freedom for total alignment. Use this time to get into the energy of big love, soak up the wisdom and magic, and let your curiosity lead you, taking what resonates and leaving the rest. Now, let's get into today's show. Hello, and welcome back to the Cup of Chels podcast. I am so excited to bring my guest on today, Miss Stephanie Adler. Oh, Stephanie is a certified nutrition consultant, women's hormone and fertility expert, podcast host, and birth doula. Her practice focuses on supporting those with cycling bodies in balancing their hormones, healing their guts, living cycle-aligned lives, and all things baby-making. She is immensely passionate about giving women the knowledge and tools they need to thrive in the modern world. In addition to her private practice and group programs, she hosts the Wisdom of Womb podcast and has a certification program to train other coaches in the magic of cycle informing. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Chelsea. I'm so excited to be here. Good, good, good. So I am really excited to have this conversation. As many of the listeners on my podcast will know, my husband and I have even been on our own fertility journey. So most of the questions I'll ask will be more general, but I do like to intuitively guide this. So I may just ask you some questions that are personal to me. So yeah, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Like, Tracking our cycles and even workflow as a business owner and an entrepreneur, I'm curious how you first got involved in all of this. Such a good question. So a little bit like of my background, I, when I was about, I don't know, let's call it 12, maybe went on hormonal birth control because of really painful, irregular periods. Now I can look back and be like, I was 12 years old. I'd had a couple of periods. They weren't actually irregular. It's really common and normal for young girls in, you know, adolescence to have irregular cycles as their body is learning what to do. So anyone listening to this who maybe has daughters or nieces or cousins or whatever, like, please know that because I wish that my mom and I had known that at the time. And my mom's sister had had issues with fertility and had endometriosis. And she and I had a lot of similarities when it came to health issues. I had had a lot of stomach issues. So did my aunt, things like that. And so the gynecologist was like, well, just to be on the safe side and to regulate your cycle, here's birth control. And so I had been on birth control pills for about 10 years from around the time I was like 12 to 22, 23. And during that time had gotten really interested in holistic health and wellness because of my stomach issues, healed myself from that, 
you know, after doctors were kind of like, well, we don't know what to tell you. And I kind of came to this realization of like, I've been so aware of everything I've been putting in my body when it comes to food, but I hadn't thought about that little pink pill that I took every single day without thinking about it. Right. It was just this like automatic thing I'd been doing since I was 12 years old. So when I went off of hormonal birth control, I realized how much hormonal birth control had been impacting me, had been numbing my innate rhythm, right? Because suddenly I was having all of these different ways of living, ways of feeling that felt so intuitive and natural coming to me when I started cycling, which took a little bit of time. Long story short, that's kind of what got me into this work. I had really bad post-hormonal birth control syndrome, but yeah, I mean, I really just like it was kind of this like perfect storm of like going off of hormonal birth control, really learning about like my internal rhythm, divine feminine, and at the same time starting a business and realizing, wow, this is really powerful. And why aren't more people talking about this and recognizing a need in my community? Oh my gosh. Wow. I am just, you can see it. Listeners can't, but my eyes just got really big when I heard that you were on birth control since 12, you know, and I think that there's a lot of listeners out there who can relate, you know, just not knowing and following the guidance of doctors. You know, we tend to put a lot of, give a lot of our power, I think, to the medical profession without really running it through our own inner knowing and system. And, you know, we, we do that in all spectrums of, of life too, you know, not just with the medical profession as well, but I'm so glad that you were able to tap into your own rhythm and really just like have that awareness of like, wait a second, this little pink pill, what am I doing? What's it actually doing to my body? And then the clarity that you gained from that, that it feels very similar to me when it comes to, you know, how I gave up alcohol and just like realizing like, I'm actually pouring poison down my body. And like, what is this keeping me from, you know? So I'm curious then if you can just kind of paint a picture of how you started like using your cycle to set up your life and maybe your business and helping other women do that as well. What does that look like? Wow. That's a really good question. And we could, you're going to have to like cut me off because (laughs) I've done like two hour long episodes about this because it really is so rich, but basically the way that I like to explain it to people is we have seasons of our body, right? Like seasons of our cycles. And if you're familiar with Alyssa Vitti's work or woman code or flow, she's amazing. I have different seasons than her. I've been teaching cycle aware, like cycle awareness longer than her books have been out. And so I like had learned this from a different seasonal perspective. So this might feel unfamiliar to some people and that's okay. If you use different seasons, that's fine. But I think mine makes more sense. But basically when we think about our menstrual cycle, thinking about it as like our inner fall, right? That inner, like in autumn, it's starting to like the shedding of the leaves of the trees or the shedding of our lining, right? And it's that time of like death, but also, which is going to create opportunity for new beginning later in the cycle, right? And so when I'm as a business owner thinking about, or just in my life, right? Thinking about what does it mean to like, start over this cycle? What I could tapping into my intuition, what is needed from me? What is my business need for me? What is my life, my partner, et cetera, just like really tapping into that intuitive state and like starting to almost go in and hibernate. Right. 
And then your follicular phase is like the most masculine energy that you're going to have during your entire cycle. And this is because your hormone levels are relatively low, but as the cycle goes on estrogen, which is like very social and very like half glass, half full is starting to rise, but it's still low enough where you're not like, I'm the life of the party. It's more like, <laughs> like a really focused. I want to brainstorm. I want to like see things through, get things done. It's a very masculine energy, which is very much in alignment with like winter. It's kind of like a time to just like go in and be like, I'm going to get my stuff done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get organized. There's like less barbecues and parties and this and that, you know, it's just like a little bit more focused work time. And then we have ovulation, which, you know, everyone thinks that your period is like the main event of your cycle because it's the main event you can see, but our bodies are really like, it's obvious when there's blood coming out of your body, right? It's less obvious when you're ovulating, unless you really know how to look for the signs. And so something that is, I'm really passionate about is getting women to reframe. Like the entire reason we have this cycle is to ovulate. Our bodies are super primal. And so if we can not only track when this optimal period is and make the most of it, like this is when you should be asking for a raise or like having a lot of sales calls or recording a bunch of video content because your face literally becomes more symmetrical and more attractive to both sexes. Like there's so many biological benefits. So if you can identify when this phase is and really utilize it as a business owner or as just a person in this world, right? It's someone who's dating or whatever it is you become more articulate. People are more likely to say yes to you. It's really powerful. And then also that's your fertile window. And so like identifying when that is can either really help you conceive or avoid conception, depending on what your goals are. And then in my luteal phase, it's really that time. It's kind of a little bit nuanced. I teach it and it's like a part one and part two of luteal. And it's like the summer that grandma came to town is the way that I like to explain it. So like if estrogen is your fun aunt estrogen, <laughs> she's like flirty. She wears cheetah print. She's like, right. Yeah. Pretty, you I know? can totally picture her. <laughs> right? and, and like what we can even you know talk about this a little bit, but like estrogen is very finicky with alcohol. And so like the fun aunt estrogen, it's like, if she has too much to drink at Thanksgiving, we have to like put her in a cab and send her home. Right. Like she's like become the crazy aunt estrogen. And like, that's something that's really interesting because alcohol raises your estrogen levels anywhere from five to 15% with one drink. So like really kind of, you can really start to like play with the analogies a little bit and be like, everyone has like that one aunt or uncle or something, you know, who's like, likes the liquor a little bit too much. And then we have progesterone, which is like grandma progesterone. She's the pro gestation hormone. So she wants you to stay close to home. She wants you to do like domestic tasks. She's like, why don't you not talk to strangers and like, let's clean your closet and bake cookies. And like, that sounds so fun. <laughs> and so your luteal phase, like from a business perspective is really more around detail oriented, like maybe more like critical thinking, organizing the back end of things, but you also just might desire to do things that are more like domestic, like getting your life in balance, right? Like your domestic tasks more in alignment before you start it all over again. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And I'm pretty familiar with the seasons and comparison. So I, I love hearing your perspective on it. This resonates more with me than what I've heard before. And even just the two parts in the luteal phase, I think is so powerful for us to 
wrap our brains around as well, because I don't particularly track my cycle when it comes to my business, but it has been such a huge interest of mine for a really long time to do that, especially being someone who records podcasts and has to jump on sales calls and things like that. So the part about, you know, during our ovulation and being more attractive, whether that's for the opposite sex or the same, is just, it's so powerful. It's so powerful to know, like, our bodies are freaking amazing. And so amazing. And like, anytime you're working on something with messaging, right? So like, you know, sales copy, etc. That's also like a really ovulation strong superpower. And I mean, I'll just speak one more thing to the seasons really quickly as people who are tracking their cycle for fertility. Oftentimes I recommend to use your basal body temperature. I think it's a really, really effective tool to not only identify fertile windows, but just to give us so much insight into like what's happening with your hormones in your body. And when you look at the seasons, the way I outlined them, like after you ovulate, it gets warm and that's like summer, Mm -hmm. right? It's like the hottest season of the year. And then it starts to cool down and you have like a cool window, which is your, you know, fall and winter. And so I think it can just like really like make sense with the body if you're really in a rhythm of tracking as well. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm just moving out of my ovulation and I'm like, man, I'm hot today. Like I'm just feeling really hot. So you saying this is like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like (laughs) I'm not going through hot flashes or anything either. So I love that. And what would you say is the best thing to, you know, track our basal body temperature? So there's, I mean, you can either use like an old fashioned BBT thermometer, which basically just takes it to the second degree. So instead of saying 97.1, it would say 97.12. It's just more accurate. And that's really what we're looking for is that accuracy. That said, tracking the old fashioned way, I used to be like such a purist and track the old fashioned way and like stick up my nose and be like, I can do it the old fashioned way. And everyone else is using these technology tools and I'm better than them because of it. And then my BBT thermometer broke while I was on vacation or something. And I like my site, you know, my tracking got messed up that month and I ended up buying a temp drop and it was life-changing. It's an armband that you wear oh, like cool. at night that tracks your temperature throughout the night. It makes it so much easier to track. You don't have to wake up at the same time every day. You don't have to do all these calculations. Highly recommend. I can send you a link to a discount code. I'm like obsessed with this tool and yeah. uh, really like changed the game for my clients and tracking their BBT. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Send us that link and then I can put that in the show notes for anybody that's interested. I myself would would love to know that too. It's funny because I was having a conversation with a woman who does Ayurveda and she was even talking about, you know, we we're talking a little bit um, in passing about fertility and stuff. And I was telling her, yeah, I drink lemon water and then I have honey in my coffee. And she's like, girl, you are heating your body up. Like it's no wonder. And you're already... I think it's Pitta where I run like hot naturally anyway. So that was just a fascinating perspective on everything as well. So what would you recommend is like your best advice for anyone that is looking to balance their hormones in general? Like where should they start? Where should they go? What are some some good tips we can give them? It's a really big question because there are so many different types of hormone imbalance, right? So, you know, it really ranges all over the spectrum, but I guess the biggest, like more general advice I could give is the first thing that you need to do is balance your blood sugar. So the root of having balanced hormones is having a stable blood sugar in your body, because if your body doesn't feel safe, which blood sugar stability is like, 
if you had like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like at the base would be, you know, like okay. shelter, yeah. food, it'd be like blood sugar balance. Got it. Body, if it's kind of on this like up and down roller coaster throughout the day, just like doesn't ever feel safe and will always, it, there's like this very intricate dance that cortisol and insulin and your reproductive hormones do together. And so if cortisol and insulin are not happy, your reproductive hormones are going to really struggle to be happy. And most people I work with, I would say like 90% of the women I work with do not have stable blood sugar and don't know it. And so, you know, this is really an epidemic of not having enough protein of people like specifically in the morning, you know, like how many women start their day with a cup of coffee, right? Start their day with a cup of coffee. I'm not hungry in the morning. They intermittent fast. They don't eat until, you know, maybe 10 or 11. Maybe they'll have like a RX bar on the way to work or something. And it's just like, they're not supporting that blood sugar stability. So that's the number one thing you can do. A couple of little easy tricks for that. Eat within an hour of waking and make sure that that food has fat and protein in it. Also make sure you're getting enough bioavailable protein. If you're like, I have a piece of toast with a little bit of avocado and an egg on top for breakfast, you're not doing it. Like 30 grams of protein in the morning is really like a minimum of what you should be getting. An egg has six grams of protein. Wow. Okay. So like you need to eat like three eggs and have a collagen latte or something to get to that point, right? Or have some cottage cheese and two eggs and uh, two pieces of bacon. Like it's really a lot more protein than people think that they need. So that's one easier way to do that. And another thing is to not have naked carbs. So carbohydrates you think of probably pasta or bread when I say that, right? Mm -hmm. But a banana is a carbohydrate. An apple is a carbohydrate. Any sort of carb that does not have fat or protein associated with it is a naked carb. And so that includes fruit. So if you're having an apple, it needs to have some almond butter or like some prosciutto on the side. Or if you're having a banana, it needs to be like on top of some yogurt or coconut yogurt or something in order to stabilize that blood sugar response, because otherwise that naked carb is just going to make your body have a little bit of a sugar high and a little bit of a sugar crash. And if you do that enough times throughout the day, your hormones are not going to feel safe to prioritize doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And that, so that would be the first thing. And then the second thing I would say is really look at your gut health. So pooping problems become period problems. And I can't tell you uh, how many people I have worked with who have no like obvious gut symptoms, right? They're like, I'm not bloated. I have regular poops. I don't have stomach aches, but I have endometriosis or, but I'm not able to get pregnant or whatever the thing is. And we run a GI map, which is a stool sample on them and dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of gut bacteria, gut infections, low gut immunity, like all of these things come back and it was just impacting them in a different way. So like whether or not you have gut issues that you know about, if you're having hormone issues, you have to look at the gut because almost always hormone issues are the like last thing that shows up in the body. It's just a matter of, are you looking in the right places? Wow. So much valuable information as you were describing like the typical morning. I'm like, yep, that's me. That's me. It's the water, then coffee. And then of course, because I had coffee, I'm not hungry. So sometimes I'll just have a banana. So I see now like there's absolutely no protein that I'm getting into it. And when I do, it is the avocado toast with the egg and thinking that's enough. So that is huge. That is so valuable. And 
I didn't realize how much our blood sugar just affected everything. So people don't realize that coffee actually not only raises your blood sugar, but it also raises your cortisol. And women, because we're in bodies that are designed to be able to carry a baby differently than our male counterparts, we metabolize things slower. So coffee, like that cup of coffee that you have on an empty stomach versus the cup of coffee that your partner has on an empty stomach impact you so differently. And so that cup of coffee is telling your adrenals, we're not safe. Well, his cup of coffee might not be doing that. And we know that 90% of studies, lifestyle, diet, even medical studies exclude menstruating women because we skew the data so much. So like when you see all these articles that are like, coffee's amazing. It's like, well, let's get a little bit more nuanced here. And a woman's body, if she, if her adrenals are out of whack, which is like your stress hormones, your body knows that you need a lot of adrenaline to be able to birth a baby. And so like a lot of times we'll see women whose libido is low and who are struggling to conceive are burning out their adrenals every day through work, through caffeine, through other things. And so, yeah, it's like, definitely like, if you're going to have coffee, it has to be after food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is landing for me. It's hitting really close to home because I do, I just see, I see everything you're talking about so clearly as to like how I've been living my life the last several years. I mean, my podcast is cup of chalice. It's after coffee. You know, I, I love coffee. I also know the downside of it as well too. So, Oh, just so interesting. And I also, know too that like coffee first thing in the morning can be very dehydrating as well too. So, you know, uh, oh my gosh, so much for me to like take in and just love on for a while. But moving on, I'm I'm really curious because I know you have this certification program and I just want to hear a little bit about the womb and its wisdom and how you incorporate that into your certification program and to helping others. Yeah, absolutely. So your womb space, regardless of if you ever want to use that to have children, right, is a, like the way I like to explain it to people is like, it's an empty space in our body, right? It's like, we have this like empty, it's about the size of a grapefruit, typically, if you're not pregnant space. And from that is our like source of creativity is where we can birth projects or people, right? Like there's like so much that we hold there, whether it's positive and creative and amazing or traumatic. And the way that I kind of like to explain it to people is like, what happens to an empty drawer in your home, right? Like if you have an empty drawer in the kitchen, it doesn't stay empty for long, right? Like either you're intentional about like, oh, let's make this the drawer where we put our tea lights and the cute little holders for it. So when people come over, we like pull it out and we make this really beautiful ritual space. Or it becomes the space where it's like people are coming over, let's hide all of the mail and all of the junk or whatever that's on the counter. And just like, it becomes the junk drawer, right? Mm. And so similarly too, in our bodies, like if we're not intentional about what we're filling this space with, it's going to get filled. Like empty drawers don't stay empty for long, right? And so, so often, you know, we as people who've been living in this world, which hasn't been, I mean, it, arguably, if you live in the Western world, it is like the most amazing time and place to have ever been a woman in all of history that we know of, right? From like a opportunity perspective. And it's not always a super safe space to be. And we're like, 
bringing all the trauma from thousands and thousands of years that's been passed down ancestrally that we've maybe experienced ourselves. And so we always just really have to look at the womb space and see both sides of it. And so in my certification program, it's like very much a science-driven, data-driven, you know, this is like how you work with other women abound. Like what is the science of your hormones say? What is the science of cycle tracking and cycle informing? And then there's this other element too, that's a little bit more woo, right? That's around like the part that we can't always put a data marker on, but that we see be really impactful. And so, I mean, it can be very everything from like, whether you're in a white or a purple moon cycle. And like, that has to do with like, is, are you in a more motherly time in your life? Or are you in a phase of transition? Or are you a healer? Like there's some of that, you know, more storytelling element that like has been passed down. And then there's also this, like, how do we incorporate womb work into the work that we do, even as data-driven practitioners? Very, very cool. Oh my gosh. I never thought about our wombs being that space and the intentionality of filling that space. What is something you can just leave us with as far as what are some ideas of what we can fill that space with? Yeah. Well, one thing I'll just quickly add to that is like, it might need clearing before it can be filled. That makes sense. Right. Like if, if oftentimes similarly, like if I'm working with someone who hasn't been able to conceive on the timeline that they have wanted to, we'll incorporate things like yoni steaming and Mayan abdominal massage and things that like help actually clear out that energy that might be there. And sometimes with that energy, we'll see physical release of clotting and tissue. And like there, there's actual stagnation in Chinese medicine. It's referred to as stagnation. Like if someone is having like brown blood at the beginning or end of their period, that's like old blood. It's like not moving through as quickly as we want. We really like want to clear all that out. So first processing of the clearing can be really valuable. And some of that, I, as I mentioned, those two tools, acupuncture can be amazing, but also, you know, just even putting your hand over your womb space, right. in you know, a little upside down triangle space and talking to your womb and being like, Hey, like I'm ready to release anything that isn't serving me here. And, you know, let's open up for new opportunities for whatever it is you're trying to call in. So releasing is super important. And then with intentionality, I mean, I think that's to each their own, right? Like some people might really want to fill their womb with a baby. Some people might really want to fill their womb space with an abundance of being able to receive for pleasure or creativity. And so just like really getting in connection with your womb, talking to her, honoring her when you do bleed, right? Like creating a ritual around that. I really do love steaming for like all of these things. So if anyone hasn't than a yoni steam before. They're really fun. That is so fun. Like me and my girlfriends were just talking about that a couple of weeks ago and I'm so intrigued. I've never done one. Is that something you can do on your own or would you recommend? Yeah. Okay. You can totally do it on your own. I actually had a yoni steam done by my midwife on Tuesday and it was super awesome. I'd never had one done for me. I'd only ever done them on my own. And it was super cool because, you know, she had like the proper setup for it, like a birthing stool underneath and like she did a drum bath for me while oh, she was cool. doing it. So like, it felt very like primal and amazing, but like, so if you have someone in your life who wants to facilitate that for you, amazing, go for it. But like, you don't have to go to like a bougie spa and like, get it. <laughs> you can really just take some water, pick some herbs. You can find like herb packets online that you can buy, or just look up like different properties of different herbs for yoni steaming and pick the ones that feel resonant to you. Like 
depending on what it is you're trying to do, clear, fill space, create movement, et cetera, and then just boil water, transfer it into a non-hot container, right? And add the herbs, put it in the toilet or just like put it on the floor and like kind of squat over it in a comfortable position and wrap yourself in a towel and, you know, put on some relaxing music. It's great. Awesome. So cool. Stephanie, this has been so enlightening. And I am just I can't wait for this episode to air and hear the feedback we get from it. I think your wisdom is so powerful. And thank you for being on the show and sharing everything. And lastly, for anybody that wants to connect with you, how can they do that and learn more about you, your services and your certification program? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. And I'm really glad we got to connect. And I'm hopeful that the information we shared today is going to serve so many women. And I'm glad it's been really resonant with you. And if you're interested in learning more about any of the things that we talked about, Instagram is a great place to come hang out with me. Stephanie Adler Wellness, I'll send it to Chelsea so you can have it in the show notes. Also, my podcast is where I talk about long form about all of these topics. So if you're interested in learning more about how to balance your blood sugar or about, you know, how I support people through pregnancy loss or whatever it is, right? We have some really amazing episodes there and I'm excited to have Chelsea on in the fall um, when I'm back from maternity leave and we're dropping episodes more. And yeah, as far as my certification program goes, I'll send the link to it's cycle informed coaching. It is, uh, we just recently adapted it so that you are able to do it on your own timeline, which is going to be so amazing. So we can get more cycle informed coaches out there. So if you're a coach of any kind who wants, it's like the trauma informed of the cycle. Like if you're working with women and you don't have this information, you're missing out on a huge block of how you can help them. So yeah, feel free to send me a message about it. um, If you have any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure, my dear. Thank you. All right, my friend, we totally did it. Thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me and listen in on today's show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave a review so you don't miss out on any of the magic and any of the goodness that I am bringing your way. If you know that this episode is going to be a great listen for somebody, then don't keep me a secret and be sure to share. Also, I love to celebrate with you in real time. So tag me at the Chelsea Holden on Instagram and Facebook and let me know you're listening in. Until next time, I'm sending you so much big, big love. Adios.